Welcome to the Friday Night Clive podcast with me, Clive Payne. In this podcast, we look back at the amazing charities, organisations and people we have chatted to over the past few months, all of whom have interesting and important stories to tell. Now, a new service has been set up to help build and strengthen relationships for parents and their unborn babies. The service offers mental health support to new mums and dads who may be experiencing or are at risk of developing anxiety or depression. To tell us more is Sandra Garthwaite, who's from the NSPCC, and she's their direct services manager for the Midlands and joins me on the line now. Good evening, Sandra. Good evening, Clive. Thank you very much for your time this evening, Sandra. Um, first of all, talk to me about the NSPCC and what the organisation does, its sort of key objectives, things like that. Okay, so the NSPCC is the leading children's charity that's fighting to end child abuse in the UK. Um, and we help children who have been abused to rebuild their lives and we protect children at risk and we find the best ways of preventing child abuse from from happening so i think people are quite surprised in terms of the nspcc and the services that that they do offer uh there's myself who who has a team who offers direct services we have a campaigns team um a school service team child line and we have a helpline as well so you know there's support there for for the children who can access child line which provides a safe confidential place for them you know and they've got no one else to turn to Mm -hmm. and the helpline provides a a place for adults to go who need advice and support so it really is the whole whole sort of you know nine yards if you like a a very wide spectrum of support how long has the organization been running for so the nspcc has been running since 1889 um And an interesting fact is that Queen Victoria was the very first royal patron of the uh, NSPCC, um, with our current patron being the Countess of Wessex. Right, so it's it's clearly a very long time. Um, I mean, you've you've talked to me there a little bit about the services that you provide. If I have concerns about a child that I think is experiencing neglect or abuse, and I see this from a distance, perhaps a neighbour's child or, um, you know, somebody that my child might go to school with or whatever, and I see this, what should be the first sensible step to take? I think the first sensible step would be, I mean, every every area, uh, local authority has um, safeguarding uh, helplines, but within the NSPCC, we have our very own helpline where, you know, they might be just unsure about, you know, what's going on for that child and just want a few, um, some advice and, you know, perhaps some numbers, some signposting of where they go to. Um, so the helpline uh, is open 365 days a year and uh, it's certainly. Um, you know, at that first port of call, and they can signpost them, you know, whichever authority they need to go to. For a child or young person who's listening who may be on the receiving end of any kind of abuse, what should they do? So Childline offers an amazing service. So, again, our Childline is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Um, they're contactable on 0800 double one double one mm-hmm. and you know it's a safe service they can ring up they can have a confidential chat you know someone's always there to listen 
and again you know they're they're there to provide you know the best support and signpost that child and often you know they might offer a counseling service the children may ring back on another day um so you know it's that go-to place for children and there is help out there. I mean, I think some some children and young people are, as you might imagine, quite frightened if they're on the receiving end of any kind of abuse. Um, and it probably takes a lot of courage to pick up the phone and take that first step, um, you know, to, to, to seek help and support, really. Absolutely. And that's why the... the um the people who, the volunteers and supervisors that, that run the telephone calls at Childline are so experienced and so welcoming um, and reassuring for the children that do call in. So, you know, by picking up that telephone, um, you know, they, they will get that warm reception uh, instantly, which is which is so valuable. Sure. I'm going to come on to pregnancy in mind in a moment, but I just want to explore NSPCC learning. What's that all about, Sandra? So the NSPCC um, put a lot of research um, into um, the various areas of, you know, abuse, and they provide lots of training on the back of that. So any parent, professional, practitioner, children that are out there that want to learn more around these subjects or pick up telephone numbers can go direct to the website, the NSPCC website, and it's just a wild hub of information where what, whatever they're looking for, there'll be either a contact, there'll be some training available um, in terms of child protection training, there's online training, there's just a wealth of information and resources that's available. What I fail to understand, and I'm sure anybody listening to this is probably in the same boat as me, why do why have we got child abuse in modern day society? Why does it happen? Have you undertaken any projects or, or learning and identified uh, why it might occur? I suppose if we had the answer to that question, I don't <laughs> think we'd perhaps be, be, mm. be in the world that we're in. So, I, you know, the, the answer to that is, you know, that, that if we all knew that, we, we you know, we, we wouldn't need to be making these resources and preventatives. So, you know, all I can hope that with the preventative um, programmes that we put in place, that hopefully... Uh, you know, the way that the NSPCC influences uh, law to make changes within society that hopefully one day, um, you know, we, we will be free of, of child abuse. Do you think the government does enough? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, in terms of what we, you know, what the NSPCC, you know, they do their research, their they're very extensive into their research to find their evidence behind, um, you know, what, what they feel are the, um, you know, the issues in society and then they present them to the government in the hope that, you know, laws will change for children. Mm. Mm. I think there's still a long way to go, though, isn't there, clearly? Absolutely, absolutely. Tell me about some of your charity events that you have. 
Okay, so um, we do, uh, well, this year, as we do most years, we have Childhood Day. That usually runs around June time. Mm. And that, that's amazing where, you know, we get all our volunteers together. You know, they give up, our volunteers are so valuable to the NSPCC. And they give up so much of their free time to, uh, to raise funds so that, you know, we're able to continue the amazing work that the NSPCC does. We're also in, in the process of um, promoting our Christmas light-up campaign where we're hoping to light up landmarks in green around the Midlands. So anybody listening out there that wants to light up their building green for Christmas, then come forward and we'd be more than happy to hear from you. Lovely. We'll go through all the contact details at the very end. Um, and as you say, you know, you're a charity, you need income to survive. And of course, your volunteers, as you've just said, are key to, to how you operate. Um, I assume you're always looking for volunteers. Yeah, always. In in every aspect of, of the work we do, Childline is, is um, heavily reliant upon volunteers, um, so is schools delivering their messages out there um and hopefully you know in the future um you know we'll look at other areas as well but yes there's always a driving uh recruit a driving recruitment for volunteers mm. so talk to me now then about pregnancy in mind uh because that's what we're really going to talk about who is that aimed at so pregnancy in mind is for um, any expectant parent. It can be uh, either mum and dad, mum or dad, um, who's experiencing mild to moderate anxiety or depression uh, during pregnancy, usually between the period of 12 to 26 weeks in their pregnancy um, is, is, the, is the focus. Um, and we do encourage uh, dads to join um the you know the sessions as well but you know if dads can't join and um you know expectant mums have a friend or a close relative that they'd like to come along for support you know we we encourage that because what we find is if if the person that's supporting them comes along and learns uh, some of the strategies then then that supports them better um you know when they're outside of the program Okay, so I mean, unpick for me, you know, the, if, what sort of things happen at sessions, you know, for people, just to give give people a, a taster, really. Okay, so so we cover many different themes um, dur during the sessions. So um, we do mindfulness me mediation, we do relaxation, we go through coping skills. It's about that social support as well, where they're. Um, speaking about their own anxieties um, and, you know, looking at co-parenting relationships and an awareness of the fetal development. I think what, what, where the PIM is different to some interventions is around mental health is that we focus on uh, the fetal development, on that relationship between um, the expectant parents and the developing uh, baby. And it's important to stress that this isn't something that, that um, is an in, instead of GP or midwife intervention. This is something mm -hmm. that, that blends in with that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, <clears throat> it's not um, 
uh, a substitute. You know, they often it's the midwives that refer in. Mm. And, you know, they don't have to have a diagnosis by their GP for anxiety or depression. If they're just generally feeling anxious about having a baby, bringing a baby into the world, what's it going to do to relationships, how are they going to cope, then, you know, it, it's good to, to reach out and make contact with us and, and join one of our groups. How is the programme delivered then, Sandra, and sort of what techniques do you use? So the programme is delivered virtually. Um, and uh, like I said before, the themes that we go through are... Uh, the mindfulness, the relaxation, and the coping skills. So it's very much an interactive, um, conversational um, program where you know they, the the practitioners will will obviously be able to share their knowledge, their experiences, and help to talk about some of those anxieties. And often, you know, once they're spoken about and they, they recognise where some of their anxieties are coming from, which is sometimes around expectations of what society places on parents. Um, it helps to, to, to ease uh, those anxieties. And it prevents problems escalating during the transition into parenthood, and that's ultimately what we're, what we're hoping to achieve. Absolutely. I take it these are group sessions, are they? They, they are group sessions, yes. And so, generally how many so people are in a group? Yes, uh, so we wouldn't have more than uh, six people within a group. Oh, that's we've a nice number. We've also got to take into account... Yeah, and we've also got to take into account we may have additional partners in there, so there may be, you know, the the supportive adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we would then perhaps, if we had all the supporting adults within that group, we would have perhaps then considered reducing our numbers. Um, so, yeah, generally around six, as in as in six expectant parents. And again, there's a platform for people to talk freely and share their own thoughts and emotion, not only with the, the, the practitioner, but with other people on, on the session as well. Yes, and I think, they, you know, because it's virtual, we can... We can spread wide, you know, people can come from anywhere across the Midlands to join this, uh, to join the group. And often that can, you know, ignite those those friendships. And yeah, I think we're all very used to a traditional type of group where we all meet in a room, then we make friends and we go away afterwards and we all live within a, a you know, an area. Mm. But but the virtual group, you know, is, is I suppose, the modern way that, that people socialise. So it's around those social media, perhaps, connections as well. Now, it's been running for around about a couple of months now. Um, how has it been going for you all? Yes, it's been really good. The referrals are starting to come in um, and we're just starting to, um, you know, get towards the end of some of those groups and parents are, are positive the parents that have you know stayed the duration and we've had some um you know an expectant father with with uh, his partner as well so the feedback is is positive that you know they've benefited from learning those ways to cope um you know when they're feeling anxious and just taking that time to relax and probably identifying some some key areas within their life where they've made 
changes to increase some of those anxieties as well. And I guess that, um, you know, the, the, is each session just a, a single session or are they ongoing? And or, or, you know, so you build up that relationship with the practitioner and other parents. Yeah, there's, so at the beginning, they will have um, a sort of an assessment session where the practitioner gets to know, um, um, the, you know, the couple, the the history behind the pregnancy and then they move on and do six separate sessions so they will run one each week um so that gives them chance to go away reflect on their learning and then come back with uh, and share their thoughts of how their week's been um you know sometimes that might mean adapting some of those uh techniques that's been taught if it's not quite working for them um but yes it's it, that you know they're really really productive se- sessions so how can people sign up to these sessions <clears throat> okay so they can telephone the hub on 0115960 alternatively they can email um midlands hub admin that's all one word at nspcc.org.uk and you know they they we we have somebody on our duty line every day where they can have a conversation and see if this service is for them um and equally they could email in and a practitioner would get back in touch with them if they left us their contact details and should somebody want to volunteer with nspcc or find out more how can they do that so they can either jo- go on the NSPCC website where all the contact details will be there in relation to volunteering. We do have different, like I said before, child line um, and schools all have different volunteers. Uh, alternatively, if they emailed in or rang those number, the, rang the number sorry that I gave you today, mm-hmm. um, then we, we can pass them on to um, you know, the, the right department, whoever they wish to, to support. Super. I mean, it sounds um, a fantastic project, so very best of luck for its successful continuance. That's Sandra Garthwaite from NSPCC, and she's the Direct Service Manager for the Midlands. Sandra, thank you very much for talking to Friday Night Clive. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 8pm. If you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by Clive Payne and produced by Andy Caddick.